Good morning. Now, is this working? The light's on. Okay. Um, yeah, it's great for us to be here today. Of course, I have to bring my good wife, my English wife. We're now living in England, so it's a, it's a joy to be here. And we're visiting Long Island, and we came for a wedding. My nephew's married now as of a week ago in Pennsylvania, but we couldn't miss coming out to Long Island. So we had to go come and visit my birthplace and my home and where lots of my friends are. And uh, Lynn and I are just happy to be here with you again today. I've asked Lynn if she would share a few, a little bit of an update or a few prayer requests from the work in South Sudan because that carries on and we're very pleased to see that our colleagues are, are moving on and our African brothers and sisters are uh, moving on in that work and we praise God for that. It's not without difficulties. Uh, the country of South Sudan is still um, in great need and uh, Lynn will share just a few things about that. Is this one working, Dave? Or Okay, so if you just speak into that. Uh, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be here. We do enjoy visiting you. Um, yeah, Russ just asked me to share a bit. It's uh, difficult to share just a bit on South Sudan as there seems to be so many needs and so many things to talk about about it. But first of all, I want to thank you for praying on um, for South Sudan. And we want to encourage you to carry on because it is a, a country in great need still. It is the newest country in the world, but it's also classified as a failed state. And it's a country which is struggling to get a peace process going uh, that will be a peace for everybody in the land. And so I'm just going to ask you to pray for the leaders as they try to come together to work together. It's very hard for commanders in the rebel armies and wars to come together and to um, work together in unity and trust each other. And this is being a problem at the moment uh, there. Pray for the poor people, too, who suffer in all of this, even now. Uh, it's interesting that today we're celebrating those who um, fought in the wars and died in the wars valiantly. Because in the part of Africa that we came from, you cannot trust the army and people live in fear of the army, the civilians. And so... I know that there are people today who are living in fear of any soldier coming into their town. Uh, and so remember these different countries that have these different um, aspects about uh, life, and particularly South Sudan at this time. And our missionary friends there, if you can pray for them too as they get, carry on with the work, because they live under difficulties like that each day as well. Um, just a little bit from us, we'd like you to rejoice with us that we found a place to live for this next chapter of our lives in the northwest of England. And uh, we uh, don't know what God's got for us there, but we're just praying that he will show us what he wants us to do in that area. And uh, we will pray with you too as you are searching for a new pastor here. We remember you. Uh, we always do remember you and we are very thankful for each one of you. So thank you very much. Thank you. When uh, I was in communication with Sid some time ago, um, knowing that we were coming and he'd asked if I preached, um, we realized at that point that Pastor Mark had left. And uh, I was thinking, well, what, 
Lord, asking the Lord, what, what can I preach about? And very firmly, the passage from the book of Joshua came to my mind, and I thought, well, that's, it's a familiar passage, but it's one that can be an encouragement to us. Uh, as God encouraged this man of God in the Bible, as we read about it, um, I thought that would be a great thing to share about. So we're going to be looking at that today. And in preparation, I'm a school teacher, and you know, teachers like to use teaching aids. So I thought, well, I, let's get a teaching aid. And I was looking all over the place. Lynn knows we were looking in secondhand shops in Pennsylvania and on Long Island and so on uh, for a, a particular teaching aid that I, I thought would be of help. Well, in the end, I really didn't find what I wanted. What I wanted was a big pair of shoes. Like I wanted size 20, something as big as possible. And I just could not find anything big enough in the secondhand shop. So let's just imagine in our minds, I'm holding a big pair of shoes, like huge. I was even going to have someone come up and put them on, but it doesn't work. But get that picture in your mind of a huge pair of shoes. Here's this man, Joshua, and we're going to do a reading in a minute about Joshua. Have you ever been in a situation, or you can just imagine, you're in a situation where, you think of this big pair of shoes, where you're following someone in a position, maybe in a leadership position, maybe, uh, maybe an older sibling, or maybe a uh, as an athlete, and you're following someone uh, who was a great athlete, and you're the next in their, in their, in their steps, in their shoes. Or you've had, you're in a new position in a job, and the person before you did a spectacular job, a, a wonderful job, and now you're stepping into those shoes. You have big shoes to fill. Well, it can be very intimidating. It can be, as you can imagine, trying to fill those shoes, trying to adequately do the job or to fill that position, that leadership position, it can be scary, it can be intimidating, it's daunting or dep even depressing. And uh, people struggle with that in their lives. And all of us, probably to some degree or another, have faced that kind of an issue where we're stepping into the shoes, following someone, who has, uh, we admire, who others have admired, and we are trying to uh, fill those shoes and do a good job. Well, I think Joshua, the man Joshua, was in a position like that. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Joshua, and the reading is from the first chapter, beginning with the first verse. Now, I have, I'm reading from the NIV, and I think the pulpit Bibles are uh, New American Standard, but I think they're probably close enough. Um, so Joshua chapter 1. Does someone have the page number of, in the Pew Bible? What page number Joshua chapter 1 would be? Okay, thank you very much. Page 263, the book of Joshua, chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. Now let's think of now as we read this, here's this man Joshua, uh, and let's see what the Lord says to him. After the death of Moses, 
the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So we have this passage here where God is directly speaking to Joshua. We don't know if it was in a dream or how, it, how that occurred, but God, the Bible says God spoke to Joshua in, in these words. And he was now following in the steps of this great man, Moses, who had led the people for years and years and years out of Egypt, across the Red Sea, through all the years of wandering in, in the Sinai after they were disobedient. And so Moses, this great leader, is not there anymore. And God then speaks to Joshua. How would, how would you uh, like to follow someone like Moses? I mean, we hear Moses, we think he was a great prophet. And yet now... Joshua is following in his steps. Big shoes to fill. I wonder how he felt. I wonder if he was, got discouraged or if he threw up his hands and saying, I just can't do this job. I can't manage it. But having said all that, Joshua, as we know from the Scripture, had a lot of pluses. He, like Moses, had a calling and a direction from God. God was calling him. And I know from, even from my missionary experience way back when I was young, when the Lord called me and specifically called me to South Sudan, that helped me in subsequent years when times were hard, when those difficult times came about and when I questioned even during times of insecurity. Lord, is this where you want me? 
How can I manage? But that calling in that direction of God was a tremendous help to me personally. And I'm sure likewise it was to uh, Joshua. Joshua had a lot of pluses for not only the calling, but he had proven himself. We know from the scriptures when the Israelites under Moses were moving around, he was one of the, uh, the two spies if, who moved into the land and gave a positive report and said, yes, we can conquer that land. God is on our side. He proved faithful. He proved to be an honest man. He proved that he was brave. He proved that he had the characteristics of leadership. And yet still he was following this great Moses who wore these tremendously large shoes. And also Joshua then, as we see in the scriptures, that he was also commissioned. He was specifically appointed for this task of leadership. And he was commissioned by Moses. I'll just read for you where that took place in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 27. It says, So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest and the entire assembly, and commission him in their presence. And Moses did that. So he commissioned this young man, younger man, Joshua, because he actually wasn't even all that very young uh, when he took over the leadership role. Um, And so God was blessing this man and preparing him. He showed the qualities of being a leader, and he was even commissioned. So the handover, in many respects, was not going to be that difficult, and yet following in the steps of a great leader like Moses would not have been that easy. So we read in these scriptures in in Joshua chapter 1 that um, in the verse 2 it says, Moses is now dead. Moses isn't there anymore. The shoes might be there, so to speak, but now you, Joshua, you're to take that position. You've been commissioned, you've been called, you've shown the qualities of a leader. Joshua was now to step in and get on with this job, this very important job. And God showed him in these verses what the task was before him, to enter into the land and take all these people into this land of promise. God knew that Joshua was would be able to accomplish the job. Even from a human point of view, Joshua had the qualities, but it really would be God's spirit in him would help, who would help him during that leadership position. Did Joshua have the confidence to do the job? Well, the scriptures show us that he did. I'd like to emphasize three points to be an encouragement to us of, in what we see in the life of Joshua as shown in this calling from the Lord. Three points are emphasized in God's charge to to Joshua. First, obedience. We see these in these verses. Verses 7 and 8, it says, Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn away from it, 
This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Obedience. Joshua was to portray obedience in his life. He was to model obedience in, as the leader in front of his people. God commanded Joshua to meditate on the law, to know God's law, those commandments, and to know them through and through. And not only that, and, and to model that obedience, but he was to govern the people following God's standards and God's laws so that the nation knew who they were and know who their God was and follow the statutes and the commandments and the laws of God. We still have those today in our lives. Secondly, strength. In this charge to Joshua is this emphasis on strength. Three times God mentions to Joshua in this calling about strength and courage. In verses 6-9, through nine, we see in verse 6, he says, be strong and courageous. In verse 7, be strong and very courageous. A bit more emphasis. And then in verse 9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. If Joshua had some fear in his heart or he was afraid, God was saying, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Now that word dismayed, I remember when uh, I was in the, um, back in the 1960s, um, when I was a member in the Christian Service Brigade, this was one of the memory verses. Have not I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that was a, a, a verse from the, from the uh, <coughs> part of the achievement program of the brigade. Of course, they picked very good, good verses in those days for young, young people who wanted to serve God and who wanted to live for Him. So here, God is saying to this young man or this younger man, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Well, I looked up the definition of dismayed. And some synonyms for dismay is don't be distressed. Don't be shaken. Don't be unnerved or apprehensive. Don't be disconcerted. Those are all similar meanings to dismayed. Don't be at a loss as to how to deal with the situation. Take courage. And don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. So the Lord's purpose in speaking to Joshua was to, for him to allay any fears that would be natural to, to him as this potential leader when he was leading the people of God uh, <clears throat> and the role that he had to take. And then thirdly, encouraging us also as God was trying to encourage Joshua is the fact that when God was speaking to Joshua, he promised him his presence. Now we've been singing a bunch of songs this morning and and we will be singing another one later on that talks about these, these themes of God's... We have a strong God. Didn't we sing that earlier? Well, God is our example. He is strong, and so we can also be strong. We can be courageous. We, we know that He is with us. We can obey Him. These, these 
All of these things that God is saying to Joshua, he's also saying to us as his followers and believers. But this third point, God's presence, we see in verse 9. It says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Joshua is called by the Lord to lead faithfully and to do it with courage because the Lord is with him. Always, every day, day by day by day. And as we later on, as you look through the book and read through the book of Joshua, through the battles, through the conquering of the land, through the crossing of the Jordan River before that, as they move into the land and take over into the land, God is with them step by step. Not without trials, as we know, but God is with, with Joshua and the people as they obeyed him and as they followed him step by step. Now, just as I read some commentaries about this, <clears throat> there was a, a note. They said, we can stop here in this discussion about Joshua to note that this charge or this calling to Joshua in these verses is directed to Joshua alone. It's not your or my job to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. This was a very specific call. And God said to Joshua, you can do it. Be strong and courageous. Follow the leadership of Moses. Now you are the leader. Lead these people into the land that I have promised your ancestors, your forefathers. And so it's Joshua who is following uh, in the line of Moses to lead these people for a very specific uh, task and a role that God has given him. But having said that, at the same time, you and I as Christians, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, can uh, be spoken to in, this, in the same way. We have the, a similar calling to what Joshua had. So this promise is indeed yours and mine as we read this in the Scriptures. And this is because the, of, of what Jesus has done in our lives. You and I who trust in Jesus have that Savior, have that leader, have that, has, we all have that one in our belief and in our trust in the Lord Jesus who takes us into a new life into a new promised land, a land of, <clears throat> of, um, of true rest in God. And of course, I think most of us would know that the name Joshua and the name Jesus is the same name. The Lord or Jehovah saves. Jesus is our Savior. Joshua, the name Joshua also means Jehovah is our Savior. And so Joshua was viewed, in a sense, as a Savior as he came and brought the people into the Promised Land. And of course, Jesus is our Savior who brings us new life and brings, brings rest into our life. So as we look at the passage here, this passage of encouragement to you and to me today, that as we obey God and as we follow Him in those day-by-day adventures, if you like, or struggles in our life as we obey Him and as we know that God is with us and, as, and, and also as we know that uh, we have that courage and our strength. We don't need to be dismayed in our lives day by day. 
we can walk with confidence because we have God's Spirit who dwells and lives in us. Are you encouraged? Our God is great. Our God is strong. Our God is wonderful. There is no God but our God. And there is no God like Him. And He helps us. And I believe in this congregation, which I've known for many years, that we've had our ups and our downs, but God is with us. God is leading us. We are a light in this community. We love Jesus, and we are to love those around us. And I, I believe that God has a wonderful future for us here at New Village. And may God bless you in that way. I've asked for some people to, again, in our congregation, is four uh, Bible verses that I'd like uh, various of you that have a slip of paper to just read, stand up and read that nice and loud, and the rest of us will listen to those. Starting with number one? Okay, Terry. Yes.